This is the Beachy Books Podcast. I'm Philip Bell, a published author and a writer. I run a little publishing company called Beachy Books based on the Isle of Wight. And these are my Beachy Rambles. Beachy rambles. Um, today's ramble is about um, selling your books in shops. Yeah, um, which I have done. I'm lucky enough to have had the opportunity to do. Um, actually, and see one of my books in a shop, um, both from a published book, from a you know, big publisher, to actually see it all produced, go through all the processes, and then finally to walk into a bookshop and see your book there on the shelf um, is a wonderful thing. Um, and it's, it's, I think it's, it's probably even more exciting, I have to say, to see your own own book, as in if you really truly have done it all, you know, in a self-publishing kind of way. I mean, it, of course, it is lovely to have to be traditionally published, and I hope to continue to be. Um, but also, this, you know, when I do my own book through Beachy Books, my own children's books, it is lovely because I know that as well as all the pain of going through the writing and the creating it and publishing it. I've then gone through all the marketing and the sales and actually, you know, effectively done the deals to get me into the shop. I won't call myself businessman of the year, certainly far from it. Um, I mean, any if I, was, if I walked into Dragon's Den today and pitch them my idea for Beachy Books, Jack and Boo Books, they'd... Well, I'd, I'd be leaving the den five minutes later, humiliated, especially when they asked me to go through my sales figures. But anyway, I'll possibly leave that to another another ramble. But I think what I, I've been thinking about is the highs and the lows, effectively, of... of, of, um, of finally selling your book. And if I could sort of, I want to concentrate more on, I don't know what the hell that is, pterodactyl possibly. It could be anything around here. Um, so what I want to concentrate on is sort of not selling online. That's a different kettle of fish. Um, I'm talking about physical sales in a bookshop. Um, oh my God, again, I've come across a insanely muddy bit. It's a beautiful sunny day, but... 
there's been so much rain we've had and also there's obviously water courses here so right here we go I could have another potential to fall over I'm gonna leap one two three I've done it Indiana Jones at your heart out <clears throat> so yeah um and it, what it sprung from this sort of ramble is going into a shop the other day and I won't name the shop because I don't want to burn all my bridges I might mention a few later on, but um, yeah, went into a shop, um, and I, interestingly enough, I wanted to find out, you know, where they were putting my books and how they were selling, and it was actually a shop that I hadn't dealt with direct because I actually go through a wholesaler as well. I do, I do uh, deal direct with some clients and customers, and others really like to go through a wholesaler. So I'm actually on with a, a wholesaler here locally on our fine island. Um, so anyway I went into this shop I was with my family and uh, they must they must hate me going in you know sort of moaning on about whether our books are selling when we're out on family jaunts I think my kids and my wife are used to it now morning cyclist Um, so yeah, I went into the shop and immediately scanned for our books because I knew that they were selling them. Couldn't find them anywhere, of course. I thought, you know, initially you think, wow, they've sold them all. Brilliant. Fantastic. I better get onto them or get onto the wholesaler or, you know, your sales agent, whoever you're working with, try and get them to buy more books. No. After a couple of minutes just sort of scanning around, I noticed a whole load of dinosaur books from reputable publishers probably have a few at home I won't mention the big publisher names because they get enough advertising and our our dinosaur I suddenly I noticed the sort of orange of our logo and uh, our dinosaur book hidden behind these other larger books and we're talking these books in any case are on the floor okay so you know, I, I know a little bit about the dynamics of how humans work and, you know, shop, lots of shop psychology about how they get you to buy things. But certainly having things on the floor is really not a good uh, way of selling books because it's not even at a child's eye line. I mean, it might be at a baby's eye line crawling along. So anyway, there they are, big pile of dinosaur books and our ones are actually hidden behind all the big hardback ones. So, of course, I did... What I, what I do in every shop that sells our books, if I if I had the chance, I snuck out those ones from behind and I put them in front of the other books. Because, let's face it, this shop is on, um, is local, a local shop, and our books, even though they appeal to a fairly broad set of parents and children, there is a local angle in that they have local pictures and things like that. Um, and this particular one, Jack and Boo's Dinosaur Island, mentions loads of places around the island. So you would have thought it would be a top seller amongst tourists, and it has been selling quite well in some shops. But oh no, there's no chance in this shop, because any tourists that walk in, or even islanders, wouldn't even have a chance to see it. So... Anyway, I, I despair, really. I mean, and all I, you know, and, and in other places all around this shop, all the other shelves are sort of spilling over with 
made in China products, bouncy balls, stuff, toys, you know, anything but anything created either locally or with a little bit of passion. But looking at it from the shopkeeper's angle, yes, they did take on board some of our books. So they, they, the good thing is that they looked at the covers and maybe had a little, um, little look through the book and perhaps the salesperson that we use, you know, gave them a little bit of a, uh, you know, put a bit of spin on it and said they're selling well somewhere else and sort of they, so they thought they'd risk taking a few. But what I don't get is, and I've never really got, because I've never owned a shop, but from my point of view, from the person who's selling in a product into a shop, I've always wondered why especially if there's a local angle or there's a particular thing where you think, wow, I think that would actually sell well if it was at counter height and if parents could actually see it as they walk in, they would actually buy them, but no, hidden away. And it's a a bit of a familiar story, this phenomenon of you sell your book into a physical shop. And I'm sure this is the same with a lot of other products especially books though, which aren't supposed to be really big sellers in places, but I'm very grateful for some of the shops to take them on board. But I really believe they would sell more if they stuck them at a decent level so you could actually see them, so adults could see them, or children, and possibly even make a bit of a thing of it. These are real, original, local books. Buy one. You need one in your life. Um, and funnily enough, the books are even being sold at the, you know, a cheaper price than the standard retail, which I'm fine with. It's up to them. I've already got my cut, and they can do what they want with the rest of the discount. Um, oh, it's just, it does my head in actually. And just what, just the kind of other things bookshops do. They, they haven't got a spy in my books because they're they're stapled, saddle stitched. Um, so. One thing that isn't going to sell the book is putting them in so the spine is visible because you're just going to see some staples and a colour. And yes, the books are 8.5 inch square, fairly big, but if you're not going to display them face out, there's no chance really. Unless you're going to write a card about it and say local books, these are brilliant. Um, And I even supply point of sale um, little cardboard things, these sort of cardboard displays that I sort of branded. Yeah, they're probably, they're not custom designed. I'd love to have all shapes cut out of the shape of Jack and Boo and dinosaurs, but all that costs loads of money. And the reality is, even if you're giving it away for free, most shops actually refuse to take on board all of this point of sale because they haven't got the room for it. Because fair enough, your product is not the only one they're trying to sell. And you've got to be realistic about it, especially if you're an author. Your book is not their biggest seller, if you see what I mean. And if they're a bookshop, very likely your book is not the biggest seller. If they're not even just a bookshop, very likely they sell more rubbers or pencils or sweets than than they sell of your books. So <laughs> it's the cold, hard reality of this sort of dream of writing a book and seeing it for sale in a shop it's unfortunately soon shattered (laughs) when you get to the the nuts and bolts of it 
But saying all of that, I still get a lovely high from seeing a book in a window. And even better, from seeing someone else pick it up, you know, and, and buy it, which I've seen on a few rare occasions. Um, I was thinking of another anecdote I've got. Yeah, but I, I mean, I've seen that in countless places where I, I desperately look for the book and either it's spine out so no one's going to find it or it's hidden behind other books. And what do I do? And I know loads of other authors do. I move the book so that mine's more prominent. Um, I mean, I, I have to say that our, our local Waterstones has been fantastically generous with support of our books and display certainly because I know how it works publishers do pay booksellers a lot of money to get in windows in displays um, you know nearer the front of the shop or you know on on feature displays it's all lots of money's changing hands and I haven't paid Waterstones any extra I give them a good discount but apart from that and I can give them free displays which they haven't chosen to use but they haven't exactly got a lot of space but they very kindly all our Jack and Boo books are all have got pretty much eye, eye height well I suppose if you're my height I suppose just about six foot which is still nice better than the floor in the children's section brilliant and in the picture book section and we've got basically sort of three glass displays chock full of books so fantastic um, so, you know, it's lovely when you see that, and I've had a few, you know, messages from people saying they've seen them. And it's wonderful, it's great, it's like, wow, what an achievement. You know, not everyone gets to do that. I've worked damn hard to, to do that, and brilliant. But, <laughs> I'm a miserable git sometimes, and I'm never particularly, uh, I'm, I'm always, I'm never quite satisfied, I suppose. Um... But uh, you just got to. I think it's just that realization that, quite understandably, your book is not going to be the book that people are necessarily looking for. They might, if you're lucky, if you've done your promotion right, you're in the paper, or you know you've made a bit of a buzz about yourself. People start talking about you and thinking, "Oh, I want to get that book." I want, you know, it's something that people would like to get, or the or the children might pester their parents for. But the reality is that just getting a little bit of space in a shop or even getting a shop to sell your book is obviously one hurdle but then that be prepared for disappointment when you then walk in and find your books not on display because it's still in the storeroom or the book's displayed but it's in the wrong section or it's on the floor or it's behind lots of other award-winning books from massive publishers um, that is the reality of it. So, I suppose, in conclusion, be prepared for, be prepared for disappointment, but also a lovely little, you know, little bit of joy when you do see it there. Um, I mean, I, I just wonder whether, if I always keep thinking, typical me, typical sort of self-publisher mentality, a lot of the time is, if I could run it myself, I would put the book there. But then imagine jostling 10,000 different publishers and authors. Where do you put all the books? You can't have all the books for sale on the counter. 
I mean, I would maybe run promotions where on the counter you'd have, just say it was a local shop and you'd have some local authors, I'd have the books displayed locally. But on the, you know, I'd have like maybe a run of specials, like a month of this particular author and then another month of this, or maybe even weekly. So that there's new products at eye level when people are coming into the counter. But again, publishers and um, sales reps are, are doing deals and, and money's ch exchanging hands so that the latest Harry Potter's on display there. Or even, even, even more galling, things like just some keychains or, you know, just rubbish, just, I don't know, book lights, stuff, extra stuff that they know sells quite well. But I'm not really interested in that. Um, perhaps I'll cover that on another ramble. I, I'd rather know that I've sold my books at a good discount. I've got my chunk of the money. And you could say, you could just walk off and say, well, who cares? But actually, I do. And I do do a lot of extra promotion after to help that shop sell the book, even though I'm not going to get any extra money for it. Yeah? Because the worst, the last thing I want is my book sat there for a year, not sold or getting dusty, because they'll think, ah, waste of time, I won't order those again. So it really does pay for both they to not put the books on the floor behind other books, two, to sort of work with the author or publisher to think about some promotional ideas, book signings, point of sale stuff, and... Um, and also give them a good deal so that it's all worth it. So, anyway, my ramble's come to its end because the path's come to an end and I've got to go home now and do other things. Anyway, I'll leave you with that and I, I should return to this subject again because it's an important one. It's one I keep hitting. Anyway, enjoy your day. been listening to the Beachy Books podcast presented by Philip Bell. Music by Dan O'Neill. <laughs>